welcome to the Marvel Champions podcast, a podcast about Marvel Champions, the card game. I'm your host, Scott, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. Howdy, it's good to be here. All right, Ryan, if you've been living under a rock, you would know that there is been a, after a long, long hiatus, a new expansion box that's been revealed. Yes, and I will have to say, I mean, most, no one's going to believe us, but we actually surprisingly predicted this pretty close <laughs> yeah we we were throwing out some ideas and thought a what would a mr sinister box look like based off the little kind of teaser from the end of the uh oh spoiler alert end of uh mutant genesis Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and um and thinking about like who he could use and who were kind of some of his uh henchmen kind of people associated with them and i would say that we're we got a few things right yeah, I mean, I, I know we talked about possibly have like a uh, Morlock scenario um, and just some other random ones. So we, I think we both mutually agreed that there wasn't going to be Apocalypse on this one. That's going to be like the next one or something like that. Yeah, we had teased maybe like a uh, like a Savage Land kind of uh, oh, yeah, scenario. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that's, uh, that's still in that next box. Who knows? But uh I think we were pretty on with some of these. I didn't see, um, uh, well, that'll be in the next episode with Strife, but uh, well, I didn't really see that one coming. I figured uh, Miss Sinister would be the the big bad of this one. The, the big bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... but that is not what we're here to talk about tonight. We are going to break this up into a two-parter. We're going to talk about the villains, and we're going to start it with the first three scenarios that were... Uh, revealed. Uh, it was kind of interesting that they did reveal all of them right away. Yeah, I know it, they they did. They've like you're about to say they uh, they've hidden some in the past, but this they just kind of went all out on this one. Yeah, I think they maybe felt like they owed the community a little bit. It's been a long time, <laughs> so they just let it all out, kind of uh, fill up everybody's canteen for a little bit, and kind of bide some time till the next release. Yeah, yeah, that that very well. Could be. I mean, they didn't give us like a ton of stuff um, on some of the later villains, but definitely, uh, definitely giving us as much as they they can because <laughs> it's going to be a little dry for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I would hopefully they'll have a another news release maybe in the summertime. I I could see at least one in there, but. I you figured, never know. <laughs> I figured they're gonna have like two, like one month apart, because that's kind of what they did with since the two heroes typically release together, they'll probably do the the reveals a little closer together. And then man, like this box, you gotta wait forever to to get to the the hero packs. Cause this one, uh, this box is still as of recording of this, you know, three, four months away. So yeah, yeah. I'm we, Gonna, it's going to be a very uh, long year for this game, I feel like. Um, there's just not going to be as much as in the past coming out. Um, but, I mean, we're going to we're gonna get a, a decent amount of content. So it's, it's always nice to see a, a big box. And we got Mojo. Um, wait, did Mojo come out this year? 
came out late last year. We did kind of get year. spoiled with three products on a single month last year, at the end of last year. So I, th- I think I'm still waiting through, uh, through all these, these releases. Cause there's so many that came out at once. And so uh, that's the one thing I have noticed is when you have a, a bunch come out at once, there's, it just takes a while to get through it. Yeah. And this is, uh, cause we still, have we played all, we played all the X-Men. We did this cool, um, Mojo campaign where we kind of referenced with the nineties cartoon episode with Mojo, where each of the heroes kind of went on their own little adventure and got sucked into their own little adventure. Um, and we played different heroes as we went through each of the scenarios, which was kind of fun. Yeah, that was, that was your idea, and I I agree. I thought it was uh, it was pretty fun to kind of randomly select one of the X Men and uh, make some adjustments. We'll have to talk about it on a future episode. Uh, yeah, episode yeah. On that. We'll go into more detail on on some of our uh, our house ruling on a couple of the scenarios and how we like to kind of spice things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I have to say, the main reason why we're here. We're talking about this new box. So what is your first impression when you saw the article? Um, you know, you, you see the, I mean, for me personally, I, I'd rather look at the heroes first. Uh, those kind of get me excited about, uh, about what's coming up with the game, but we're talking about villains today and I liked seeing juggernaut. I think he's going to hopefully be kind of a unique, you know, we, we have like a rhino where it's, you think he's this big bruiser and all he does is attack. I'm hoping they can add a little bit of um, variety with, with just being able to hit hard, add some complexity to how to, how to defeat him. And and we'll get into that a little bit. Like a rhino point too. But yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll get into that. We We can't just, jump around here we gotta start from the beginning i I also think they kind of they're doing a lot of different things and i think having um a different designer on uh hopefully we'll start to see you know some new stuffs stuff we haven't seen so what about you more some of your first thoughts um great question so i i'm kind of like you i generally like looking at the the heroes and seeing what type of uh differences and uniqueness of them um but coming from the background of playing like the lord of the rings um living card game uh card game or arkham horror i kind of like the story elements so i do like seeing these campaign boxes and seeing how they try to connect and make a story um i i really enjoyed that campaign so like sinister motives i thought was pretty good i liked how the campaign style went um, and the the story overall, I thought was pretty good. Uh, that kind of fit with the the villains. So I I have to say my initial impression. I think the first two scenarios um, are very linked together, which I think will be good for like a story wise. Uh, I'm not sure how the the third villain Juggernaut's gonna gonna handle in the in the story but of course sinister following up would be the story and then i guess strife will make sense with the with cable coming out as a hero so um i'm I'm curious to see how the story plays in and, and how that connects with all these villains 
Yeah, I think they took a lot of inspiration. There's a uh, comic storyline kind of follows this Hope Summers kind of when she gets introduced in the comics. So I, th- I think they drew a lot of uh, inspiration from uh, from those comics. So Yeah, for sure, for sure. All so. right, well, let's jump into our first scenario. The first scenario of this new expansion is called Morlock Siege. And it's going to be... I mean, for what I can tell, that multi-villain uh, scenario that we've seen in in previous boxes. Um, how do you think they're gonna get it right this time? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I think a lot of people have that that feeling, like with the Wrecking Crew. Um, people, I think, were really excited, including me, about the Wrecking Crew, multiple villains, how they play off each other, and I know a lot of people they don't like it as much because they, I guess they game the game um, and find like the loopholes in it. I, I still enjoy Wrecking Crew for what it is. Um, but then we had this same thought with Sinister Motives. Oh, okay, this is going to be the multi-villain that's going to actually work that Wrecking Crew was supposed to be. Um, but um, it... It was okay. Uh, I mean, I thought it had some good elements to it. And then I, we got another one, Brotherhood. All right, maybe this is the one that's going to be just right. And um, personally, I didn't I didn't like Brotherhood. I, I thought there was some things they could have done better on that one. Uh, like w- one of our little things that we like to do is instead of um, when you defeat the villain, you just change the villain we also change the side scheme because we like going to those different places fighting these villains yeah i think a little bit of with that one and kind of modifying it just kind of thematically you're kind of going in different places and fighting throughout the x mansion and and it kind of varied the game up a a little bit because it changed whatever that benefit or disadvantage that scheme that main scheme was giving to you yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm curious how this one's gonna go because it's it's not multiple at once like uh Sinister and Wrecking Crew, but more along the lines of Brotherhood where you're fighting one at a time. Um but there's there's seven of them. Uh let me see if I'm counting right. Yeah, four, five, six, seven, yep, yeah, seven of these marauders. So there's a lot of possibilities, which I think that's also kind of nice. There, there's there, there's a lot of variety in this scenario when it comes to who you're facing as the villain. Yeah, I do think that it will help with a little bit of like replayability with this. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to potentially have seven different types of games you can play or multiple combinations of you know are you getting punished physically by having to defend large attacks or are you getting you know stomped with the villain scheming out super quick or do you have that villain that just whatever their forced interrupt is is just like the worst especially for whoever your character might be oh yeah 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 for sure like for example you've got um let's see we'll do chimera so chimera's force interrupt when she attacks is um you or an ally you control choose you have to either spend the science resource or she's going to get plus two attack it it seems like most of them have this like plus two attack or something else um 
So like Chimera, you may have that resource or you may not. So you may have to deal with that. Another one has like confusing character or stunning characters. Those can really stink. So there, there's a little bit differences with, with each one. Um, one thing I noticed though, when I was looking through the cards is that they're all attack based and there's no scheme based special ability. Um, which I thought was a little odd. I was expecting at least, you know, there's the, the thwart one and the attack one and then other type of villains. But for some reason, there wasn't any when it schemes do this out of any of the marauders. Yeah, it does seem because if you look at the the main scheme, so it is um, has a threshold of eight per player. Um, and it's looks like it's one stage that so if the stage is complete or if there are no more like allies, which we'll get into that more uh, that more like allies kind of component, mm-hmm. the players yeah. lose the game. So it's not like crazy big. I mean, but it's not also very small. But if you look at the standard version of most of these, they're either skimming for one and you got a couple that are two and a few that are zero. So um, it does seem like you can almost flip down and kind of breathe for a turn. Yeah, and maybe it's designed that way just to give you that that breather. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, it was very interesting. But, you know, speaking of that, how the attack versus scheme you have like vertigo who's got two schemes she's the the schemer but she's got zero attack but she stuns the character or you can give her plus two or she stuns a character so that's uh that's pretty nasty and no fun but it doesn't look like you're gonna lose a lot of health that way especially if you have a hero that can easily deal with stun or if they have steady on them yeah, there's there's also I think I think depending on what character you're playing, you may just say, Yeah, let's confuse me if I'm someone that can get stalwart real easy or um there's one who is a blockbuster. It's like give him a tough status card. Sure, yeah. do that, but I've got Wolverine that can just pierce everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's definitely gonna be and, and that's why you're going to play this scenario and then there's going to be times where it's going to be like, Oh, perfect. I've got the right one and I can just mess with them versus like, Oh no, I got this one. (laughs) Right. It's like, Oh, this is going to be a long game. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're all going to dread when we get the infamous harpoon. (laughs) Harpoon. (laughs) Yeah. Did did he show up to the Marauders uh, Club and was like, "Hey, um, my name's Steve. I've I've got this harpoon." And someone in the background was like, "So, what's your name, Harpoon?" I mean, well, seriously, Mar- like Marvel naming at its finest. Did he just like show up to like the the super villain convention and they're like, "Hey, what's your power?" And he's like, "I got this cool harpoon gun. <laughs> I, I shoot people in the eye with this harpoon." <laughs> I bet there's people out there like, um, he's actually kind of the coolest villain ever. So, oh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I'm I'm not making fun of him. I'm I'm showing my support. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a variety. I mean, seven, and it looks like they're all kind of unique in their powers and kind of thematically how they're making them confuse or, um, stun, toughs. So, yeah, yeah, um, kind of kind of like your 
your average villain stats for like a stage one. And I'm sure because they're an A side and then the backside is going to be B, which is going to be for like expert. Right. Um, so those stats are naturally generally get like a plus one for, for both scheme and attack. So there'll be a challenge and expert, but it'll be interesting to see how it interacts because as you mentioned earlier, it's not, this scenario is not about just beating up the villains, which I mean, ultimately it is because that's the goal of Marvel champions. Right. Um, but before you get to that one, I know where you're going. The health is pretty low for a villain. You're looking at most of them are averaging between like nine and 10 per player. So they're not super bulky and beefy. Gotcha. Yeah. And I guess that's probably the victory condition of you're wanting to take out three of them to to win instead of the traditional one uh stage one stage two so two um so there's that extra almost like an extra villain you gotta get through an extra stage yeah because on that main scheme the mutant massacre it says if there are three villains under routed and we'll talk about route in a second the players win the game so i do like that it's it's adding a lot of uh, wind condition like a different wind condition and there is a different loss condition here as well with the more like allies if there's none in play you lose the game so there's a lot of ways to lose three ways to lose in this version of the game uh, yeah yeah that it kind of has because it, you have to so so i guess like the story element is these marauders are attacking the Morlocks and you're trying to protect the Morlocks uh, from what we understand. And um, the Morlocks are, I guess, allies you get throughout the, uh, the scenario. They've got a lot of health, um, but they also, they're going to be the target of the attacks. Um, it looks like. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about one of the Morlocks. The Morlocks is a, it's a basic ally. It's, it's in this Morlock siege scenario. Um, It's got one thwart, one attack with five health. And the big thing about it is it has a force to interrupt. It says when an enemy attacks you, it attacks a Morlock you control instead. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It has a lot of uh, Senator Kelly vibes from, uh, Genesis, yeah, from the saber tooth scenario, yeah, and I- I'll have to confess, I'm not a big fan of the <laughs> saber tooth scenario. <laughs> I I have to say, I I like the idea behind it. I don't like the idea of of saber tooth and this... him constantly healing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so frustrating. Um, I I think that is something that could have been fixed to be a little more balanced so yeah i think this will uh protection players will benefit a little bit from these um because you can just defend hopefully play the right series of cards to to ready a little easier and not have to either um i assume you can chump block with another ally or you're gonna always have to be defending with your hero yeah, yeah, potentially. See, when an enemy attacks you, it attacks a Morlock you control instead. So the target of the attack is the, the ally. Right. So you just so it, one of those somebody... rules one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. What was the other thing that's in this one? Oh, uh, we do have a environment that comes out and. 
It says force response after the villain is defeated, put it under here um, and discard each minion that shares the title with the top villain of the villain deck. That villain is in play. The villain activates against each player in player order. So that is interesting. They'll get an extra activation after you defeat a villain. So, And and this one definitely kind of gives us the there's a Marauder encounter set uh, that's going to be full of minion versions of them. Yeah, that's what it makes it sound like is you're going to have the seven villains, but only one coming at a time. But then you'll have a corresponding Marauder minion, each of the seven that'll be um, potentially coming out and being minions and helping out the Marauder team. Yeah, yeah. But we so, don't see any of those minion cards. That's just our our educated guess. Yeah, so that's that's the basis of the scenario. There are cards within the scenario that's designed to kind of like help you. Like you, there's a hide card where you're trying to hide the Morlocks and, and whatnot. But that's that's kind of the the gist of the scenario. I, I think it like I kind of mentioned, I think it's gonna be a mash of Sabretooth plus Brotherhood. So both those scenarios I think are are fine. I have my problems with them. So I'm curious to see if this one does it does it better. Kind of fixes some too. of those those dislikes yeah. a little bit. I think the last card that i'll talk about uh well there's two i'll spend real short on this one so there's a treachery that comes out that's a benefit to the players it does surge but when revealed you can give one morlock ally a tough status card so they can take some punches right to the face um and you're not having to worry about defending for them for that round yeah that's that's like the one help card that there might be like two or three copies of that Um, one of the attachments that can come out is called push to the limit, uh, get attached to whoever the villain is. Um, but it gets better, um, the deeper you are into the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it says while there's exactly one villain under rooted, which is that environment where you put the defeated villains under. Um, if so, if there's one, you get, uh, the villain gains steady. And then if there's two, the villain gains stalwart. And then it's not too too bad to get rid of hero action. Uh, the attached uh, the villain attached attacks you, and then you discard the card. So it's not awful, but it's attacking the Morlock technically. So it, this feels like they're trying to really go after the Morlocks as many times as they can to try and get you to to lose the game. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm. It sounds like there's going to be more than one more lock so they're trying to, unlike senator kelly where there's only one they, they th- want to try to take one or two more locks out to put on the pressure yeah i assume you've got to have at least four if you're playing a four-player game you're gonna have potentially one in front of each player maybe yeah maybe each each one starts with one that, that's very possible yeah and then if if you're less than four players maybe you start with one and the rest get shuffled into the deck or something i don't know yeah it'll be curious to see how that that plays out so all right well we're gonna keep moving um we don't really have much on scenario two they just kind of shared um a couple of the screenshots of what makes 
uh, in addition, so this one is scenario two is on the run and you are going to use, I think that Marauders villain set again, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to add in some extra cards and almost like an attachment where well, they are attachments to kind of change the scenario up. Because when you look at it, uh, the, on the run, the card count, it only goes up to 11. <laughs> so that's not a lot of cards to be building a, um, a villain deck with. So, uh, yeah. you, so it'll be interesting to see how they, they play it out. I think, I think it's it's going to be interesting because they're using that same villain set. So either they had a good idea and they're like, we need to reuse these these villains, um, or they're like, eh, let's uh, save uh, on some of our creative ideas and just reuse, <laughs> recycle. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this one, we only got the the attachment. It's called Hope's Captor, and it's a two sided card. Um, the first one you put on, it's a permanent attachment and it just kind of makes whichever one of the seven villain that is picked, they're just kind of like the ultimate villain that you're attacking for this scenario. Um, and once you defeat side one or side a, in this case with these marauders, um, it's real interesting. They kind of figured out a way to make this attachment turn an a, um, stage for the villain until almost like a stage two. Uh, the villain gets six hit points per player, and then they get plus one scheme and plus one attack on their their base stats. Yeah, and they get they get that extra health bonus as well, um, which the confident side doesn't get, but the desperate side does. So yeah. it makes them not only stronger, but health wise, it, it takes a, a pretty big jump. Yeah, because if you're looking at going from you will say 10 per player on the base card to 16. I mean, that's, that's a good little jump. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that brings up the repay replayability of this scenario too, because if you're only getting one of those seven marauders, I mean, there's seven different villains for this one scenario. Um, So that really changes up the game. And, it can again, like we talked about in that first scenario, there are some of these villains that may be terrible <laughs> for mm-hmm. some heroes. And to get one of those, depending on the hero, that would be a it would be a, a challenge, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. So escaping with hope is the main scheme. So what kind of leads us to believe there's gonna be a whole marauder encounter set is it says each marauder minion gains guard and steady. So it looks like they're getting in the way to try and protect whoever that main marauder is uh, that's trying to steal Hope Summers. Yeah, yeah, that this scenario definitely, it, I would say all but confirms that there's a marauder encounter set that's just going to be the minion versions of each of these villains. Right. So, but but this scenario, like it, as you've been kind of mentioning, it brings in Hope Summers. Uh, which is going to be the big story of this uh, this campaign. And uh, she's got a little ally card, which is nice. Um, but pretty basic ally. You know, it's got that three health. But what makes her unique is that she basically copies your hero's thwart and attack. And so that will be interesting 
to for manipulation on on some decks to have like that strong attack and being able to just like keep her alive and use her to like constantly be um just doing big damage because she has no consequential damage so you can just use her over and over and over again for big damage oh i did not notice that you are right on that one yeah, it's it's weird. We we don't see that very often, and so it, it's kind of like a a weird blank. <laughs> it does. It looks like it looks wrong. Yeah, yeah. So I could definitely see some people having fun manipulating with decks that that do that. So you get your uh, your Hulk that gets plus attack and aggression so it gets another plus one on attack and so on and so forth and just trying to get them super strong stat wise and then just use hope summers as your fist of death yeah um so they i wish they would print this keyword on more cards so hope summer um summers she has the setup uh, um, why yes. can't we just print that onto like Wolverine's claws or visions or <laughs> all these characters that everybody goes crazy over that their cards are going to get, you know, Ultron droned at the start of the game. Yes. Was... <laughs> the classic struggle and rules. Uh, <sighs> yeah. I, I agree. I think that's the simple keyword that hope has set up, set up just kind of, fixes a lot of these questions <laughs> so but i mean i could probably go on for another 20 minutes or we have on our own gone on 20 plus minutes of talking about setup and some of the heroes and their setup cards and whatnot right it's this easy solution to this big problem that they were just like yeah just kind of do whatever <laughs> just print mm-hmm. off one little word but yeah. Um, let's see. The other thing with Hope Simmers is she herself um, has the potential to make the heroes lose. Uh, so on her card, it says if Hope Summers leaves play, the players lose the game. Yeah, there's that that other lose condition, which is always fun. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, there could be some cards in there where uh, the Marauders may be forced to attack her. Um, I don't know. That's just speculation because since she's not having consequential damage, the only way you would be able to defeat her is if she took an attack for one of your heroes. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, there's always random encounters that do random things. So yeah, I think there's going to be something that's going to be like hope takes a damage or an, an ally must take a damage. If not do this kind of thing. Yeah. The other cool thing about this is it's only a two card encounter set. And that's the big thing is it's an encounter set. So you could just toss this into any other game and you get an extra side scheme and an extra ally that starts in play (laughs) and uh, kind of make a a game a little easier, really. Yeah, that it, it should be fun to throw that into other scenarios. So I'm glad they made into it an encounter set. Um, so that you can play with it in fun scenarios and, and see what shenanigans players can get into. 
So, yeah, I think I think this is a, a good place to to wrap up this episode um, with these first two scenarios, same villains, but it, it'll be unique to see how these play out with the with the same villains to see if it gets stale or if it is pretty refreshing to for the differences on this one. Yeah, these um, I'm interested to see how these are going to play because they're I mean, they've been totally different from what we've seen before. Um, So I think these are going to be these are going to be fun, uh, different, you know, stereotypically, you think the first couple of scenarios of a boxer, those kind of easier ones that kind of wet your palate and and get you kind of in the groove of the campaign. But I think this one's going to be um a little different. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm excited. All right. We are going to wrap this episode up and we will have a part two um, with the other villains. And just remember that we want you to go from a chump to a champion. Nice. Love it.